Like I did have that conversation with Moby at, at some point where it was like, you know, you you need to get to the next level mm-hmm. and solve your own things. But for me in that moment, I selfishly just wanted to pick the brain of the people yeah, around okay. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, so I was in that really kind of selfish mindset because I really wanted to go around the people around me, but I wasn't helping the business and I wasn't helping myself yeah. ultimately. Um, so yeah, that discussion really kind of pushed me in the yeah. direction I needed to go. Stop coming to me with your problems, come with your solutions. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am Tasha and you are Linda and today we're talking about problems. Yeah. If you didn't pick up what Linda just said uh, and specifically solving problems and taking those problems to completion. Now, we draw a lot of inspiration from uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. It's a book. I just finished reading it. And like in all true, uh, you know, book club forms, we share lots of stuff in our book club Slack channel amongst the leaders here at Red Pandas. And this was probably two key things that, you know, we've been talking about. We talk about it for years. Mm. We always talk about it. We went through it. And I feel like he articulates it really well with these two paragraphs specifically that we've said solve your own problem and push to completion. So what are we talking about with solve your own problem? <laughs> um, <laughs> if I can, we'll just take you know a little bit of time to reflect. Mm. And I know you went through something similar when you first started here uh, at Red Pandas, that is. And when um, when I first started in account management, in digital marketing, working with, you know, MOBs, there were these, you know, problems that would come to us. And, you know, I think it was probably a, a balance of like inexperience and then also like trying to earn your stripes and do the right thing and that type of stuff. But yeah. sometimes there were times where you just didn't know really how to approach something mm. or didn't know how to solve a certain problem. And, you know, I'd take it to MOBs and, and say, oh, this has happened. And he'd just kind of look at you and be like, and what do you want to do about it? Yeah. And so I think we were really fortunate to have been coached um, exactly with what you just said. Like, mm. don't come to me with problems. And I think he even said these words. Yeah. Don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. Mm. And so now we have that mind frame and we've had it since then of, okay, here's a problem, solutions mode straight away. I think a lot of people come to this learning um, mm. in completely different ways. Yep. You know, you can, like you said, you can have our sort of experience where you do just come a really great, you come um, to, you work with a really great leader (laughs) rather um, and they do kind of probe and push you to be able to kind of figure out that on your own because they want you to grow. Yeah. You know, other people will have bosses that are really dismissive and will kind of have to learn to do that on their own because they're dealing with a a leader or a boss manager, whatever, that doesn't really want to help them grow, but is more so dismissive and is making them kind of figure it out on this on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a, an entrepreneurial background and, you know, you've started a business, well, then you've probably learned this the hard way, yep. you know, cause it's obviously lonely and you don't have people around you. Right. So you're working out your own solutions on your own, you know, utilizing the resources that you have. So I feel like there are different ways to kind of get to this point where you can solve your own problems. Yep. For us, we've been quite blessed in that way. Like Tasha said, you know, we both have had that learning through Moby. I would say, you know, for me individually, I think, 
I came from a background where because I wasn't around marketers, I was doing a lot of solving on my own. So I was, you know, going on Google and doing online courses and I didn't really have the resources around me to ask questions. So I think coming to Red Pandas for me, what I really wanted out of this selfishly was to be able to learn off people around me and not have to solve my own problems because I wanted to utilize the expertise of the people around me. It's funny though, because even though you didn't want to solve your own problems by default, because we're all such good problem solvers. Yeah. You did, you, you did learn those things. Well, I I did have a hard reality. Like like, I did have that conversation with Moby at at some point where it was like, you know, you, you need to get to the next level Mm -hmm. and solve your own things. But for me in that moment, I selfishly just wanted to pick the brain of the people around me. You know what I mean? So, so I was in that really kind of selfish mindset because I really wanted to go around the people around me, but I wasn't helping the business and I wasn't helping myself ultimately. Um, so yeah, that discussion really kind of pushed me into yeah. the direction I needed to go in as opposed to like relying on the people around me, I would say, yeah. because I was quite selfish in that manner, you know? Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting how that kind of happened and, and yeah, it kind of pushes you into a different trajectory because you start to look at problems in a different way. Yeah, completely different. You know what I mean? Completely different. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a mindset. You don't, like and I said before, you're not a problem finder. You're a problem solver. Mm. Like you look for problems to solve. You see a problem as an opportunity to, yeah. to broaden your knowledge, to cultivate a relationship, to gain new interpersonal skills, to learn how to interview someone. Mm. Um, you know, there's I'm sure there's plenty of problems that I could go to Moby with that he'd be able to tell me how to solve or yeah. point me in the right direction. But I'm like, like, what's that doing for me? What's that doing for my – it's also still selfish in a way because I'm like, no, I want to build that skill. Mm, I want to know how yeah. to, to build, you know, like right now a problem that I'm working on, which I'm sure Mobs could give me the solution or point me in the right direction. Yeah. But that's not the way that I want to approach the problem. I'm, I can't find the solution or the support in the organisation right now. Yeah. I think as well the What higher, is that problem that you're trying I'm to I'm trying to right do now. some like reporting for our time tracking, right? Yeah. yeah. Just to sim- summarise it. And no one in the business right now I can mm-hmm. really lean on for what I need to solve. So solving your own problem means finding an avenue to do that. So if it's finding an operations manager at an agency somewhere else that can share some insight, um, if it's building a new LinkedIn connection and then DMing them and say, hey, can we line up a time to talk mm. um, to solve the problem that you know someone yeah. in your organisation Every, we're all problem solvers. We could all solve each other's problems, but is it really yeah. the best use of everyone's time? Isn't that what I'm getting paid to do? I think there's something interesting there, T. Like you said, um, you know, reach out to another agency, like affiliate. It kind of feels like some people as well that I've come across in my time, like they might have other things standing in their way that would stop them from being able to finesse this. Like what I mean is being able to leave your ego at the door, mm-hmm. you know, being able to ask for help, being yep. able to get other people Put to help solve saying, your problems. Yeah, like people's – I've seen people's egos stop them from doing that. Yep. And so they ultimately – aren't put in that problem solver category yeah. and they don't finish things to completion yep. because they are letting their ego get in the way yep. of them being able to do that as well. Yeah, So it's quite interesting that because yep. ultimately that helps you, right? I mean, I lean on my partner a lot, funnily mm. enough. Like he's got no marketing experience, but I also find just 
asking someone that is in a different industry that is looking at it from a clean slate really helps me sometimes when I'm making decisions, maybe not marketing related decisions, but like, you know, yeah, people's handling and, certain conversations, yeah. people skills, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, re- that's a really good point you make. So I think that's what differentiates uh, maybe, maybe like I'm being general here. You've got more junior team members, mm. less experienced team members. Uh, and problem solvers versus problem finders. We all know yep. someone that's a problem finder. Yeah, yeah. We know someone that everywhere you go, problems follow them. Yeah. They're problem finders. Mm. They know how to find problems and they know how to whinge and they know how to complain. We don't, we're not talking about these people. We want to be the problem solvers. We want yep. the, We want to be the person that people are coming to to help them solve their problems. And then as leaders and as communicators, we coach and guide them on how they can then solve their own problems. Yeah. Because if we constantly solve everyone else's problems, <laughs> we're in this perpetual cycle. Totally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we've got to step away from that. Yeah. So I think that's a, a differentiator as well. Something we've really worked on in the last 12 months Yeah. is now that we're really good problem solvers within the business, let's help our team become like that. Yeah. Because ultimately, Linda, if we can step away from the business and it runs on its own, we know that we've kind of we've done mm. what we need to. We've created a team of problem solvers. That's definitely something that we're actively working on. Creating a team of problem solvers. So if someone comes to me or you with a problem, it's always put in reverse, not in a way that makes them feel like, hey, I'm putting it back on you, you figure Mm -hmm. it out, Mm -hmm. but it's put in reverse to get them to open up or, you know, a really great way of doing this is saying, I have an idea, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts first. And a lot of the times when you say that, your idea is the same as theirs, but getting them to verbalize it allows them to start to solve their own problems. And I think that's the first step, kind of putting it back on them in that moment in a way that doesn't make them feel like you don't care about solving that with them, but then getting your team to a point where they can solve it before they come to you. Yes. And then, um, you know, carry that proactiveness into the conversation. Yeah. So ultimately what you want your team to be able to do is to solve that problem and then you perhaps not even hear about it until you're one-on-one. Maybe it's just a line dropped, hey, had this thing sorted out, this is what I did. Yep. Or have your team try and figure it out and then proactively come to you, not waiting for that one-on-one with you, but coming to you early and scheduling that time like, hey, I've got a problem, I'm thinking of a solution need to touch base with you. Yeah, that's a good point you mentioned, Linda, because, yeah, there's there's fires that we all put out every day with our clients that, mm. you know, Moby's not aware of, but then there's uh, bigger fires that he needs to be aware of very soon. And I totally. think it's an ult- it's ultimately, hey, I, I don't need you to help me solve this problem, but I'm having these, I've got these flags right now. Yeah. But as a good communicator, as a good employee as well, you have an obligation to your your employer yeah. to let them know what's going and on in their business. And escalate things when they need. Right, escalate yeah. them when they, like that's to me, I think that's just common sense, but, yeah. you know, each of their own. Um, <laughs> and, hey, there's, this thing's happening. It's okay. It's cool. I've got it. I've got it handled. I'm just letting you know what's happening. Yeah. And that is communication. That's communication mm. and that's communication and your problem-solving skills working together. It's so true. It's about knowing how to read the room, hey, because you can look at it two ways. You can be like, okay, you you almost go too far with this. I've say, had this problem. Hey, yeah. I, I've solved yeah. all my problems. I've gotten solutions. You don't need to know about it. And and your employee, colleague, whatever it is, doesn't mention anything, yep. which I think is taking that too far. Too far. Yep. But then there's being able to be a problem solver, yep. but then also flag things yep. that are in green, orange, or yep. red traffic lights, if you will. Yep. One of the earlier accounts before I think you were hired, we lost because uh, Moby handed it over to me probably too soon. I didn't raise things soon enough. And yeah, yeah and it was it was lost because the client was just like saw red one day and I hadn't 
picked up the flags. I hadn't received any of that stuff. I just thought we're just plodding along, doing our job. I was mm-hmm. I was giving, 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 giving. Yeah. Um, over-servicing for sure. Yeah. And then like not meeting They're the actual. They're always the ones, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then not actually meeting the, you know, objective key results, for example, yeah. for the client. And then all of a sudden it was like boom, clash, gone. And yeah. We've got, okay, cool, we need to have like a good escalation process. We need to have good check-ins. Mm. Um, and I think we've done really well with that stuff now and we train every new red panda to solve their own problems. Yeah. And one of our values, which I know we're going to be re- readdressing soon, but I can't mm. see this one going anywhere, we might change the word, but this autonomy, this yeah. responsibility, this ownership. Yeah. That's your problem. You need to solve that problem. Yeah. And it's not that we're not here. Mm. We are here for you, but I'm not. we're not in the market of creating – People that, that don't know dependent. how to, that are dependent on their leaders. We want yeah. you to be a leader too. We want you to grow to the point that you don't need us to hold your hand through every single, every single thing that you do. Mm. Um, Simon Sinek wraps it up really nicely. So the goal here for solving your own problem isn't simply just to have, um, you know, another person other than your boss mm. give you step-by-step instructions. So how we're talking about if your boss can't give you the answer or your mentor or whatever, go outside your circle, find what you're looking for. And what that gives you is an ability to develop relationship with someone who knows more. Yeah. And then they can guide you or act as a sounding board for you to figure it out. So you have to put your ego aside. Yeah. You have to. This will not work if you let your ego steer you wrong Mm -hmm. because you have to admit, I don't know how to solve this and I don't know the answers and I don't have yeah. the knowledge, but I know someone else has it. I literally use it all the time with HubSpot. Like when a client comes to me, they want to do something and I'm like, I don't know, but uh, you're not going to be the first one that's had this problem So I, and I know where to go to find the solutions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. just put, put your ego aside. You don't need to know everything. You just need mm. to know where to go and how to ask Yeah. and how to communicate back to the person. Hey, I don't know how to solve that problem, but that's okay Yeah. because we're going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And people want that assurance. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. more valuable than having all the answers. So true. Oh, my God, I just had an enlightenment right there. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, it was incredible. I think um, something that we are starting to really realise now that we are hiring, um, Oof, yeah. yeah, new employees looking mm-hmm. for an account manager at the moment is we're if you're really looking, let us know. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> if you um yeah, if you're interviewing with us, we're definitely being a lot more deliberate with the types of questions that we ask because we are definitely wanting to be more intentional in trying to f- see whether people are problem solvers mm. in the interview process. Or problem and finders. Yeah, yeah. Or problem finders, exactly. Um and Tasha can share more about this because she's been doing a little bit more of like that questioning yep. track. But um, there's a book, we'll, we'll link it in the description um, where this is kind of taken from. But there's definitely questions that you can ask in the recruitment process that aren't leading questions that help you identify if someone is naturally a problem solver or not. Yep. Um, and that's ultimately asking a question that doesn't look for the solution in the question. So yeah. asking if someone has had a difficult situation mm-hmm. and asking them to talk about that difficult workplace situation. Yep. And the way that they talk about that situation, whether they naturally kind of evolve that conversation into how they solved that or a solution mm-hmm. shows their mindset and yep. their natural tendency because people that are problem solvers 
naturally have a tendency not to be able to um, kind of yeah, they can't segment do it. <laughs> yeah, problem from solution. Yep. They tend to look at it as one. Yep. So yeah, it's, a really, it's really interesting how like we're, we're working on this internally in the company, mm. but now that we're recruiting, we're really trying to look for these sort of qualities yep. in someone in a really, I think, smart way is, of yeah. questioning. Yep. Um, yeah. That book is Hiring for Attitude, a revolutionary approach to recruiting, selecting people with both tremendous skills and superb attitude. It's always been the biggest thing hiring. You're like the skill set. I, I always say skill set, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, okay, you need to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm. But your attitude is way more important. And yeah. I remember when I was interviewing like for, for a job many, many years ago, I like when I went for a role that was definitely I did not have the skill set for it, but I'm like I have yeah. the right attitude, and I got really really far into the interview process, and then someone with more skills got it, and I was like, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Like yeah. I still tried to boil that ocean. I was like, why yeah. not? Right? Yeah, I think really. your attitude is way more important. So to Linda's point, some of those questions, um, mm. and what you what she was talking about, like uh, framing a question in a way that will reveal a problem solver, is you don't want to ask leading questions. Yeah, leading questions are questions that. Uh, so whether it's subconsciously or consciously, but they are framed in a way that is actually leading the person to the answer you want to hear. Yeah. And we all do it a lot. Yeah. You know, when you say things like, does that sound good? And like mm. that, that's actually a leading, uh, you know, par- question. It is a question. It is. Yeah. Yep. It's, a, it's a leading question because mm. you want them to say, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And most of the time you get that answer when you ask in that tone with, the, oh, wow, we should do a whole other episode on like question asking with like tones and stuff. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Good. Yeah. So. That particular question Linda was asking, and I've always asked this question in interviews, mm. uh, but I've just got a new way to ask it now. I used to say things like, tell me about the time you made a mistake and what did you do? Yeah. Right? That's what I used to say. Uh, now I think particularly the one that I'm looking for. And can we just break that down yeah. quickly? So the reason why we're moving away from that sort of yep. com- uh, question is because it's leading. The part that's leading is and what did you do? Yeah. Because you're ultimately pushing yeah. them for the solution. Yeah. So it's not really revealing much about it's their mindset. It's a problem solving question. It's getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It's yeah. getting them to recall an entire yeah. track. Well, that's fine. Everyone has that track that they can answer. But what yeah. are we actually learning here? We're not yeah. learning anything about the mindset. So uh, this is a good one. Could you tell me about a customer you found particularly difficult to work with? So it was just that question. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell me about a time you were struggling to meet a commitment you had made to a customer or a colleague? Again, not a leading question. Just tell me about that struggle time. And then obviously naturally, like Linda was saying before, problem solvers will tell you the problem. Like I had this. They'll tell you the solution. Sorry, they'll tell you the solution. Thank you. Um, Can you tell me about a time you were given an assignment that didn't fall within your role? Mm -hmm. Again, uh, another one is could you. So so a great response to that, can I just say like, you know, assignment that didn't fall within your role. I was given given XYZ. It wasn't in my remit. It was really hard. But. You know, I managed to figure out X, Y, and Z to it. And I learned a lot in the process. Like ultimately it's not what I wanted to be doing, but, you know, I did learn a lot. Um, That sort of, you know, I did learn a lot hearing those like sound bites is what kind of shows you, oh, okay. Growth mindset. Yeah, growth mindset. Exactly. You don't want someone that goes, oh, that's not in my job description. Yeah. And leaves it at that. Yeah. That is telling in an interview, yeah. you know, if you hear something black and white, like, oh, I was given this job to do and I wasn't happy with that. It's yeah. not in my nine to five. Yeah, that's it. And like people will say that, right? People totally. will say that. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good one. So mm. when we talk about pushing to completion, so we talk, we spoke about this idea of solve your own problem, 
and then push it to completion. So your boss, your manager, your leader gives you something that you need to do. Yeah. It might be a simple thing like, hey, can you um, find out what time that client's available for a kickoff session? Mm-hmm. Right. You go and do the thing. Maybe you email the client because you couldn't call them or whatever. Yeah. And then you just never hear back. Your yeah. boss asks you two days later, hey, did – first of all, in my opinion, your boss shouldn't have to follow you up. Totally. It's your boss. He gave you a task. Run do around. your job. Right? Okay. But that's just, my, again, my two cents. Um, but let's say he follows you up and says, hey, uh, what happened to that client meeting? Did we ever book that in? And they're like, yeah, yeah I, e- I emailed the client. They just didn't get back to me. Yeah. How many times have you had those conversations? Mm. It's like that's not good enough. Yeah. I've given you a task to do and I want you to be a problem solver and I want you to push it to completion. Yeah. If I've asked you to book something in – Mm-hmm. And this is what this is how I treat myself. So if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, you're hard. Yeah, I'm hard on myself as well. This is what I don't expect anything yeah. less. If you're asked to do something, take it to completion. We are saying this across the board as well. So Everything. that's like that's like one of the more simpler examples, right? But then the examples that I feel get people more are the ones where like it's a really challenging thing to solve. Yeah. And it's a grind and it takes a lot of hours and it's a pain in the ass and it's a project and you've spent heaps of time on it Mm -hmm. and you can't figure out a solution. You've maybe tried a few things here and there and it's it's there where it's like that extra 10, 5% that you need to give to be able to get it across the line and it's it's not getting there Mm -hmm. to push it to completion. It's like I've invested all this time, like I've had enough now. It's, It's that as well which I tend to see a little bit more, okay. you know, in past yeah. roles and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really and interesting. It's, it's the same the thing. Yeah. Yep. Two ends of the It's spectrum. the same skill. Can it you is, grab yeah. a problem and own it yeah. to completion? Yeah. Can you solve it and tick it off on the thing and be like, cool, I've done everything I can on that and then yeah. I've moved on. And in, in what the example you just gave, Linda, as well, again, communication comes up because if you've got clients, if you've got a boss, or whatever, and you've mm. done that, you've spent hours on the project and you know you can't you physically can't go anywhere yep. further with it. You have to know how to communicate that. I agree. To the client yeah. or to your boss to say, I've done all of these things yeah. and I cannot do any I physically in my not even in my remit, it's in in the hands of what I'm able to do. Yeah. I can't do anything more. If you want to, these are some next steps that you could take. Yeah. But I can't do that. That's so important. Yeah, I, I agree to you. That communication is, I think, probably the the really important element that kind yeah. of ties that off because, sure, you can't solve every single problem out there. I totally understand that. Yeah. But you're right. It's the communication piece at the end, yeah. which I think is really important and what we were talking about earlier, just being able to escalate things that need to be escalated. Yeah. Yeah. And know when you get tasked something, and I think this is this was a learning curve for mm. me for sure, Um when you get tasked something that is your ownership, it's your responsibility. Yeah. No one should have to follow you up about things. You should grab it, own it, run with it, report back on it. Mm. Don't close it off until you've agreed. Like maybe you get a verbal commitment like from the person, hey, can I consider this task done now and complete it? Yeah. Sometimes I don't even do that with my team. I just tick it off for them when I know it's done yeah. because I'm like, okay, cool, that's cool. I'm considering this done. Mm-hmm. Um, but too often I feel like – and. That type of stuff feeds into everything you do. It feeds into how your emails are handled. It feeds into how your project management is handled. It feeds into a lot of the things, mm-hmm. I think. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah. So if you I can, like saying, yeah, yeah, it's very true as well. And it's becoming more and more apparent. Mm. If you approach everything you do, everything mm-hmm. as like little tiny problems that you own and you solve, it's a mindset, it's a fully mindset change. Yeah. 
That was exciting. <laughs> just got into that one. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> you don't realise and then you start talking about something like, whoa. I know. Yeah. Because I think honestly like this role and this business, mm. we've been so fortunate to – so fortunate or challenging, if you will, uh, to yeah. have been in this role. Pressure is a privilege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where we've had to solve our problems. Not mm. that, like, our leaders haven't been there for us, but yeah. they that's what's expected. Like, there's yeah. high expectations and that's because that's how he leads. That's yeah. how our, our, our leaders lead us, just like that. Yeah. So it's expected. That's just the behaviour that's expected. Mm. Hence why when people come into our workplace and our culture, if they don't have that attitude, they're out the door pretty quickly because yeah. it's just they can't they can't keep up. It's so crazy, isn't it? Because we always did say that you know we wanted to build a team with these soft skills, and that you know in theory people would be out quite quickly. But we really have started to notice that. Oh, it's happening. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we've really noticed yeah. that these skills that we really have been trying to finesse for a few years now are really so evident within the team that the mm-hmm. people that don't have these skills and if they're not on board to trying to learn these skills they stick out like a sore thumb yep yep yeah i think it's a privilege that we have such a great team i agree yep. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think any of these traits sound like you and you're interested in <laughs> a digital marketing consultant role <laughs> hit us up on linkedin we are hiring um we've got some great candidates in the pipeline we i must do. say yeah maybe one of our episodes in the new year is about like what we've learned through hiring or something yeah who knows but uh that is a wrap for 2023 wow which is very exciting Thank you, Linda. Thank you, For another wonderful year of Marketing Mentors. Likewise.